0: wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more that's wonderfulpistachios.com it's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily episode 835 and I'm Dr Neil Malik hey there happy friday and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily where i answer your health questions related to fitness diet and nutrition and lots more you send me the questions and i answer them for you I so very much appreciate the questions you send me. I listen to every single one. And if I haven't gotten to answering yours just yet, I promise I will. And if you're wondering why bother sending me a question, does this guy really know what he's talking about? Does he just call himself a doctor because he thinks he's smart? Well, I actually do have my doctor of public health degree with an emphasis in chronic disease prevention and nutrition. It's similar to like a PhD. I also have my master of public health degree with an emphasis in health promotion and health education. I'm also a registered dietitian nutritionist, a certified health education specialist, and a certified exercise physiologist through the American College of Sports Medicine. I hold three faculty positions at higher education institutions. I publish research on diet and its effects on weight management. And I've been featured in over 70 different media publications for my expertise on nutrition and fitness and wellness and you know all the stuff we talk about on the show. All right, enough about me. Let's get to today's question as we optimize your life. Hi, I'm really enjoying your podcasts and I have a question regarding essential oils. I'm wondering what you think about their efficacy for treating mood or other ailments. And if you think there really is a difference between the different brands that are on the market right now. Thanks so much. Thank you for your question, Jody. Essential oils are definitely big business right now. The way they're marketed, it seems as though many of our common ailments can be relieved or cured altogether by these. But is that really the case? Let's discuss. Now, before I go any further, I do need to mention something about what the term essential can mean. When we're talking about food, a nutrient that is called essential simply means that our bodies cannot make that nutrient on its own. For example, Our bodies can make many, but not all, of its own proteins, so we don't really need to consume all forms of protein all the time. But there are some proteins that our bodies cannot make, and these would be considered essential. Basically, think of it this way. It's essential we get these nutrients from our diet. Now, what's confusing is when we talk about essential oils. The word essential in this case means something different altogether. In this case, essential is an abbreviated form of the term quintessential oils. Back in the days of ancient Greece, the philosophers at the time believed that all of life was made of four elements, fire, air, earth, and water. These last two may sound familiar if you're a big fan of the movie 300. The Persian messenger asked Leonidas for a token of surrender, earth and water. The fifth element, known as quintessence, was more abstract it was thought to be the living thing's spirit. It was believed you could remove the spirit of the plant by extracting its essential oils using distillation and evaporation. A similar process is actually used to make some forms of alcohol, hence the term distilled spirits. Now, I apologize for the history lesson. I'm such a nerd, I love this stuff. Anywho, when we're discussing essential oils, we're referring to the process of pulling out fat compounds from plants through distillation and evaporation. Essential oils can come from a number of different plants, like peppermint, eucalyptus, coconut, lavender, you name it. Each has its own special purpose. Some have been used as natural pesticides. Others have been added to foods because of their ability to prevent food from spoiling. In the case of essential oils being used to prevent food from spoiling, this use has been approved by governmental agencies in the U.S., Other countries have approved the use of essential oils for this purpose as well. For example, citrus and cumin oils are safe to use with food, but should not be applied to the skin. So again, there are different uses for different oils. There are some oils that should only be used on the skin, meaning applied topically, but not ingested. There are still others that can be safely inhaled, think aromatherapy, but should not be ingested or applied topically. It's very important to understand that not all essential oils should be consumed by mouth. There are a select few that are okay, but others can be poisonous. But should we bother using them at all? Jody, you asked whether essential oils were effective for different ailments, like mood disorders. In the past, essential oils have been used to relieve many different disorders, like indigestion, joint pain, stress, fatigue, maybe improved sleep, and lots more. Unfortunately, though, when we look at the research, Most of it is focused on essential oils and their use in aromatherapy. By inhaling some of these plant-based essential oils, it's believed that the brain begins to send signals via the nervous system to other parts of the brain and out to the body. As a result, it's believed that the body will release good-feeling hormones called endorphins, which may lead to a person feeling more relaxed. It may remove feelings of pain and put the individual in a better mood overall. But, depending on the oil used, the brain and body may respond in different ways altogether. And when it comes to the actual research, the studies weren't well designed, so it's hard to make strong conclusions. When it comes to treating other conditions with essential oils, the research is promising but by no means definitive. For example, some published studies have found that peppermint oil may help relieve symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome, or IBS. But again, there are only a few of these studies and their research designs weren't all that great. Other studies have found that, yeah, aromatherapy may help with anxiety, but again, they weren't well-designed. And as you mentioned, Jody, the quality of the oils can be an issue depending on the brand. Right now, I can't say whether one brand is better than the other. This is because there isn't a reputable essential oil purity database that I would feel comfortable recommending. There just aren't enough studies for one to exist. Now, I would consider getting some of these essential oils in your diet, but would stay away from supplementing with them at this time. And partly, again, we simply don't know which brands are more pure than others. It's not like the supplement industry, which still has its problems, but where we could look at the packaging and help determine a good brand versus a not-so-good one. Instead, what I would recommend is incorporating natural herbs and spices into your cooking. That's because these are where the essential oils are essentially pulled from. For example, the holidays are coming, which I get excited about. And so, when you're thinking about making cranberry sauce for the holidays, toss in some orange and citrus peels. These naturally contain essential oils. If you're having some asparagus with dinner, add some dill to your dipping sauce. Having a vegetable smoothie, toss in some lemongrass, caraway, cherry, and black pepper. These are all safe to use when cooking. Now, if we stop and think for a moment, many of the ingredients I just mentioned sound very familiar, right? This is because many are commonly found in our refrigerators or pantries. And so we tend to get plenty of essential oils in our diet. What we really need is more research about dosing of essential oils. How much is truly beneficial and how often do we need to consume them or supplement with them? Right now, we don't have an answer. And so again, that's why I'd recommending incorporating some of these plant-based foods into your diet as often as you can. But hopefully the research will catch up and we'll have more answers in the near future. Thank you again for the question, Jody. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. And if you want to be in the raffle, send me a question by Monday night. Just come by oldpodcast.com ask. You can even record right from your computer's microphone. It's really easy, and you can play back your message and do retakes before sending it in or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is 61 I love ohd Both methods are in this episode's description, which you can find at oldpodcast.com. All right, that's another week of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for listening every day. Thank you for listening all the way through. Thank you for sharing this show with someone. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you back here on Monday, the last day of September, can't believe it, where your optimal life awaits.